The Owensboro City Commission has a new ordinance brewing that would allow open containers downtown. We're going to discuss why the city is interested in this new law and how it would be implemented if passed. Stay with us. This is Inquire. For the Mission Inquirer, I'm Don Wilkins, and joining me is city government reporter Austin Ramsey. This is first reading of an ordinance creating an entertainment destination center downtown and authorizing us to apply for a nece the necessary license from the state. An entertainment destination center allows alcohol to be carried off the premises where it is sold. And that, of course, was Owensboro City Manager Nate Pagan introducing the ordinance that would allow open containers in the downtown area under certain circumstances. And Owensboro Mester Inquirer reporter, Austin Ramsey, who was there at that meeting, sit in with me here to explain what this is all about. All right, now, Austin, you recently wrote the story about the city's proposed ordinance that would allow open containers downtown. So that's, that's kind of a broad statement. So go ahead and kind of give us the background and you know, talk about you know, how long uh, the city has been considering this. So having, um, so having open containers in downtown Owensboro would have to come in the form of what's called an entertainment destination center liquor license, which is controlled and authorized by the Kentucky Alcohol and Beverage Control Department. And uh, entertainment destination centers, um, people would probably more readily recognize as things like Newport on the levee in Newport, Kentucky, across the river from Cincinnati, or uh, 4th Street Live in Louisville, Kentucky. Those are well-maintained, well-defined, and somewhat enclosed destination centers where tourists or people who live in the area come in. They are able to purchase alcoholic beverages and uh, carry them somewhat in public spaces between different stores, retail outlets, or bars, and uh, without violating laws that are on the books in Kentucky that restrict carrying open containers on public streets or sidewalks. Now, the, ci the city of Owensboro has always had kind of uh, somewhat of an interest in having some type of entertainment destination center liquor license because of events like Friday After Five. If anyone has ever been to that event downtown during the summer and spring, you'll know that if you are traveling from one music venue, say, at the River Park Center, to another music venue on the party pier behind the Owensboro Convention Center, you have to throw away uh, any alcoholic beverages that you might have while making that walk along the river walk in, in Smothers Park. The reason for that is because of the way that alcohol laws are written in Kentucky that prohibit individuals or patrons from moving from one licensed alcoholic beverage vendor to another alcoholic licensed vendor's um, uh, property. Uh, so y there are temporary 
EDC licenses that would allow someone, for example, to move outside of the Owensboro Convention Center onto a public street. But they couldn't then move into the River Park Center's EDC area, temporary EDC area, because they are two different licensed vendors. And so what this what this this destination center liquor license would do would um, would allow you to travel between different vendors' license areas without violating the law using public streets, sidewalks, etc. But up until recently, the city didn't think that that would be a possibility because, like I said, 4th Street Live, Newport on the Levee, those are the kinds of EDCs Kentucky's always had. But Tim Ross, who is the public events director with the city, as well as several city commissioners, have lobbied the Kentucky ABC department to try and loosen their interpretation of the law. And earlier this year, ABC came down with a revised interpretation whereby areas like downtown Owensboro would qualify for an EDC license. So what is driving this ordinance right now? Well, I think some people who are proponents of having this kind of ordinance in Owensboro would like Owensboro to have one of those what I call traditional entertainment destination centers like 4th Street Live, for example, because they are huge tourist boosters and they're a lot of fun for young people or people who like to enjoy a a beer or two on the weekends. But others in the city of Owensboro take a more conservative view and some don't want, you know, alcoholic beverages being sold downtown at all. Uh, good evening. Uh, good my evening. name's Andy Gamblin, uh, 2920 Yale Place, the Roosevelt House. Um, I'm very, very concerned about this. My concern is we don't need this downtown because uh, you all are supposed to be up here protecting us, protecting the people. Just like in his, just like in his prayer just a while ago, the betterment of Owensboro, the betterment of our community, is going to open up a Pandora's box. It's going to cause more trouble for our law enforcement. And so I think that having an entertainment destination center that covers most of downtown Owensboro, but is maintained and managed in this way that the city government is proposing, um, is kind of a happy medium. It, it, it meets the needs of, of being able to have open container laws during special events at special times and with the city's express consent but without having some of the perhaps problems that may accompany larger, you know, traditional EDCs. So this this particular ordinance strikes me, Austin, as progressive in an otherwise conservative community. After all, it was 2015 that the city allowed alcohol sales on Election Day, and then it wasn't until 2017 that it expanded Sunday liquor sales to package stores. So... Now, a year later, they've they've come up with this ordinance that will give uh, even more freedom, you know, to to that. What's kind of what the vibe that you're getting from this? I mean, is it being considered a progressive move? I think it is, Don. And it's interesting because the city commission, this current city commission and the prior city commission could be charged with being somewhat conservative in their views. Although we don't have partisan elections for city commissions uh, in Kentucky, uh, as a reporter that covers city government, I think it's 
important that I get a good feel for the political leanings that individual city commissioners and the mayor have. And I do. And I would say, I think I can safely say that we have a relatively conservative commission. But regardless, this current commission and the prior have had to strike balances between their conservative leanings and the potential tourist boom that the growth in downtown Owensboro can serve. And I think that as downtown Owensboro continues to not only grow, but leaders who manage and control it get a better feel for what it can and cannot be, they are realizing what it lacks. And there are special events that could perhaps get a bigger draw if people could carry a beer across the street. And when faced with the economic advantages of more people in downtown Owensboro, I don't think it matters whether you're liberal or conservative. I think that money does the talking. So it strikes me because this this is not necessarily a new idea, but it seems to have surfaced almost overnight. So why now? Well, if you'll allow me to to kind of use my expertise as a city government reporter to to um, to make a guess, an educated guess, I would say that the current city commission and the Mayor Tom Watson administration are not confident that the incoming city commission that will be sworn into office in January would necessarily pass this legislation. And I think that the city commission we have right now has had two years to get a very good understanding of what downtown Owensboro is and what downtown Owensboro could be. And they feel very strongly about having the opportunity to pass this kind of uh, legislation. And um, there had been an effort early on uh, to look at this once it was understood that Owensboro could have something like this and um, and have a work session and then have a couple meetings to think about it and, and then maybe propose it as legislation. But I think after the midterm elections, we saw what the makeup of the new commission will be and there will be it will be different. It will be much different, perhaps. And um, I think now they're in a rush to make sure that they can get this legislation through uh, before the new city commission takes office. So have they given any idea of what events would be covered under this? Because, you know, we need to make it clear that this is not, a, you know, a 365-day-a-year license. Yeah, so um, whenever a an organization or business that has a liquor license wants to uh, hold a, what, what the city calls a special event during which open containers would be legal. They have to apply for a special events permit like, like they always have. But there will be a new box to check essentially on that application that uh, indicates to city leaders that they want to be able to uh, have open open containers during their event, and they would have to provide some tor- some sort of exhibit with their application outlining the specific boundaries of the EDC. So, for example, um, 
you know, the, the, the entertainment destination center liquor license that the city of Owensboro is, is wanting to have here would stretch from Poplar Street to the west all the way to J.R. Miller to the east and from uh, West 5th Street to the south all the way to Owensboro's riverfront. Churches and the Lazy Days playground at Smothers Park would be excluded, but everything else in that area would be included. So if a business or organization applies for a, a, uh, uh, an event permit and they want access to that EDC, however, not all of that area would, um, would be uh, subject to the revised liquor laws, rather just a, a, an explicit expressed area within the EDC that they want to hold the event. For example, if, say, say Bar Louie wants to host an event in partnership with the Bluegrass Hall of Fame and Museum, then uh, they would outline territory that extends north on Frederica Street and perhaps over to uh, the other side of their block there. And that would be the only area where uh, open containers would be legal. Uh, and it would only take place during the specific times of the event that they had applied for with the city. And the city would have the authority to reject it if they felt as though for example, the Owensboro Police Department didn't have the resources to handle a particular a particular event, or if EMS services couldn't, or even if the city commission or city manager Nate Pakin just did not want to have a particular event. They they own the, the liquor license in this case, and they can um, allocate it however they want. So it's very, very specific and not at all, uh, like you said, uh, like, uh, like a 365, 24-7 kind of uh, open container law. In fact, um, I've had some city leaders tell me that things probably aren't going to look all that different. Rather, um, you'll just be able to travel from one alcohol vendor to another without throwing your drink out, which to some is a good deal. So, and you mentioned the law enforcement part of it. Jeff Speed, Assistant Chief, OPD. Sort of unchartered territories, and you know, we do not want to impede the flow of progress in, in downtown Owensboro. So we'd have to look at this and make evaluations as we go. Now, special events applies for packets and it comes through us. We look to see if there's any needs, if we can meet those. There may be the possibility of some contractual overtime based upon the event. Uh, but as far as increased staffing and things like that on the street, you know, we would just have to see how that goes. Um, and we're just going to have to evaluate it to see. Anytime there is alcohol involved at any event, there's a chance for increased calls for service. But there are days we're very busy and there are days that we're not as busy. So it's just on a day-by-day -day basis to see what's brought forth to us and we respond as the need arises. The city is maintaining this entertainment destination center liquor license, or, or will maintain it if this ordinance passes, very, very, um, they're maintaining it with a level hand and they are exerting a lot of control because they don't exactly know what this is going to look like. But I have had a few city officials tell me that they envision a city of Owensboro in the future where the more traditional entertainment destination centers that we see in cities like Louisville or Newport or, or Lexington, that Owensboro will have something like that, but that perhaps this is the best way to enter the fray and organize city resources in a way to prepare for that kind of future. 
and I do know uh, by reading your story, uh, there is a, there is a cost to this, and at least in the form of the insurance policy, right? Yes, um, the city says that they are going to uh, pass those costs on to the uh, to the individuals or businesses or organizations that apply for uh, event permits. So that could mean that uh, if, for example, Bar Louie or um, a, 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 an organization like the Owensboro Symphony, uh, who hosts the White on 2nd event on 2nd Street every year, uh, it could mean that the uh, permits that they have been seeking in the past, that the cost of those go up, um, likely because there is a necessity that organizations or businesses have up to a million dollar a million dollars in, in insurance liability and that they name the city on those policies. I think that that is to um, pass off some of the liability that could come, legal liability that could come with events. For example, if, um, if I were to make a very poor decision and drink alcohol at an event and then drive away and, and cause an accident that, that I or, or, or someone else got hurt in, um, you know, without those kinds of policies written in, um, the individuals that got hurt could sue the city. And um, the city's trying to avoid that kind of thing, I think. And um, so they're putting a lot of the responsibility for maintaining this on the businesses or organizations that host the events. So one last question here. When we talk about events that we know that we have, such as like the barbecue festival, is that something that's brought up that that could be included in this? Absolutely. Um, I have heard everything from the barbecue festival to Friday after five to white on second. And I've even heard about events that um, that organizations or businesses in Owensboro have tried to host in the past that perhaps didn't work out as well. Um, for example, uh, I, the name of the event is escaping me right now, but uh, I believe last year, O.Z. Tyler Distillery in Owensboro tried to host a, um, a St. Patrick's Day event in cooperation with Bar Louie, and they, uh, they applied for one of those temporary permits that I was talking about. But because there were two different licensed vendors, one out in the street and one, of course, in Bar Louie, th there wasn't a lot of participation because it was odd that people were having to throw their drinks out just when they took a few steps into a different area. And so it could be that um, Owensboro could be due some new events that these kinds of entertainment destination center liquor license, uh, licenses that, that, that they would permit. So would they quarantine those areas off because otherwise how do you how would you know where maybe sometimes you could go into a certain area and then maybe the next time you couldn't so um that would uh, i think obviously the city would a lot rely on 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 their media partners to a, a great extent in in getting the word out for whenever an edc the edc license was being used in any particular way um, but also, um, they're requiring in the ordinance uh, an advanced copy of which I was able to get that um, the individual alcohol vendors in any type of an event where an EDC would be used would have to have special cups with their logo or the name of their business on them so that this can be better maintained and that other people who have purchased alcohol themselves or at a vendor who's not partic participating would not abuse the system. So whereas now there is a beer garden, for example, at the International Barbecue Festival, 
I don't necessarily envision there being very well-maintained perimeters uh, wherein uh, the EDC is being used, but rather um, I think it'll be up to, somewhat up to the police to watch for those cups, make, sh- make sure that people are staying within their boundaries. Um, and I don't think that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's my take that I, 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 I don't think that the city government is going to, you know, lay, lay a heavy hand necessarily on, on mistakes that happen. But I do think that uh, they want to make sure that alcohol abuse is not taking place and that people are staying safe and having fun. And so um, when will be the second reading of this ordinance? So if the city commission um, continues to move forward as they seem to be doing right now, uh, we will have a second reading on the ordinance December 4th. Um, And so uh, if anyone, and, and I have had people reach out to me and say that they you know, they disagree with this. Uh, you know, if, if you want to express your feelings to the city commission one way or the other on this measure, uh, now would be the time to reach out to your elected officials or the mayor. Um, you can tell them, hey, I think this is a great idea. Or if you, if you disagree with it, reach out the, to them and tell them that because um, I think right now is the time that um, our elected officials are, are trying, to, to, trying to decide if this is the kind of thing Owensboro needs. Sure. Interesting stuff, Austin. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. And oh, by the way, a follow-up to our last podcast regarding the 13th District House race that was decided by one vote with 12,637 votes cast. After a re-canvas by the Davis County Clerk's Office, the results reaffirmed the one-vote win by Democrat Jim Glenn over Republican incumbent D.J. Johnson. And that will wrap up our show for this week. I want to thank City Government Reporter Austin Ramsey for joining me. To send us questions or provide feedback, email us at newscast at measure-inquire.com. Remember, you can find us on the Measure Inquirer's website, its mobile app, and iTunes, where you can subscribe to Inquire. Until next time, I'm Don Wilkinson. Good day for Inquire.